Well, welcome in to, dare I say, a very special edition of Sportball. For the with first time ever, it actually is a special edition. With me, as always, are my good friends, Seth and Kyle, but you don't care about them. You hear them every week. A special guest has arrived. Every week? We record this every week? A special guest is here with us tonight. His name is Nick Cornell. Some say his game, his pickup game is like, what, a poor man, Zach Collins, probably? What? I play more than Zach Collins. <laughs> Nick, how are you feeling? You're happy to be here? I'm assuming you're honored. I am honored. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been away for many years, and I'm, I'm finally back. I think I did one episode years ago. And he it's, did. It's good to be back, folks. He, well, we'll I think the last time we did this. I think, I think, yeah, that's correct. So we're doing a four-man weave tonight. Um, we bring you a very special NBA Tears draft uh, where we draft an A-team roster for to try to win the finals. And uh, we have a budget, and players are worth a certain amount of money. And and um, two bucks for Denny's <laughs> And Seth has come up with the dollar values and the budget budget himself which we're all proud of him for so that should be fun that's the main part of this episode but we did want to talk first of all in the intro about the Kevin Durant trade because we haven't got a chance to talk about this podcast since we stupidly recorded the day of the trade deadline thinking ah nothing else big is going to happen that's on us honestly the day before actually the trade deadline yeah yeah and the Kevin Durant news broke about five hours later well and we wanted we didn't want to record on that Thursday because we're like well LeBron's going to set the record on Thursday and we got to be locked in for that. And then yeah, the record on Tuesday. So we should have just recorded on that Thursday, but, but our listeners in Belgium don't care about that. They only care that we didn't give them the results that they need. Um, so Kevin Durant got traded. Uh, one of the biggest trades in NBA history. Um, this is a what top 10, top 15 player of all time getting traded in near his prime. Doesn't happen very often. Probably biggest trade since Shaq, I would I would imagine. He's been saying Durant's in his prime for how many years? Well, he man, he hasn't exited yet. He's just like a he's a Walmart LeBron, really. Um, so the trade was Kevin Durant and TJ Warren to the Suns. Uh, the Suns get back Bubba Warren, huge for them. Uh Bridges, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first and one swap to the Nets. So I want to talk about the Suns first because that's probably the, the biggest part of this deal as far as finals go. Um, I think they're probably now the favorite in the West, maybe co-favorite with Denver. Um, I think, you know, obviously their offense should be unstoppable with, with Book, uh, CP3, and KD. They are an iffy health, health bet, right, because, you know, KD has gotten injured this year. He's had a, a lineage of injuries over the last couple of years, and CP3 has had trouble um, staying healthy down the stretch the last couple of playoffs. But what do you think, Seth? Do you think they have enough to to get to the finals this year? Do you think they're the favorite in the West now? I think it's between Phoenix and Denver for me in the West. Um, like you said, there is some injury concern, although Kevin Durant has shown this pattern probably more than any other player I can remember where he has these like moderate to severe injuries comes back and immediately looks like himself. No, when you said moderate to severe, I was just thinking of like a arthritis commercial or something. <laughs> if you have moderate to severe arthritis. Um, yeah, so I feel like there's at least that where I'm assuming he's on the court. I'm not worried about how the injury is going to affect his play. You still yeah. worried that he might re-injure, re-injure the injury or he'll have a new injury, right? Yeah. Um, 
And so I just feel like hopefully for the Suns, the addition of Kevin Durant means that they won't be relying as much on Paul and then CP3 won't break down as much as he has in previous years. I think that's what Suns fans have to hope. And with all of them healthy, I mean, you got to imagine that they're the favorite in the West and they would certainly not be a team that I would want to see in the finals. They're currently the betting favorite in the West, plus 235 to Denver's plus 390. You know, they do kind of match up with Denver pretty well, too. Like, not that anyone can stop Jokic, but Aiden can certainly slow him down enough that you don't necessarily have to double him. Um, it makes me worried for our boy, Big Honey, Kyle, that that this might have been the year he made the finals, and now Kevin Durant might be standing in his way. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it on the last podcast, kind of with the, the Dallas trade for Kyrie, but, like, this was the year that the West was – I feel like as wide open as it's ever been. And ever since the trade deadline, it just looks like the, the path to the finals for any West team has gotten considerably harder. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Nick? Do you, are you picking them in the West? I think, again, assuming health, I would. But at the same time, if we're assuming health, I think the Clippers should be mentioned. Because I do think the Clippers, wet healthy, are just as competitive. I mean, Kawhi's been insane when he plays this year. And in regards to the injury concerns, I did want to double-check. Devin Booker's only played 33 games this yes, year. Yes, that's also like, a concern, yeah. Again, if their roster's full strength, I think they're the most talented team. But yeah, I, I really don't know if that's a bet that I would make. Um, do you worry about their depth, though? I bit. feel like... Was I the only one who was surprised they had to give up Cam Johnson in that trade as well? Yeah. Like, no, I mean, it's Kevin Durant. Right. That's why I actually – I do want to talk about the Nets a little bit. Like, I actually like what they got. I mean, obviously, you, you have Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. And Amir, ben Simmons. Amir, what, 10 months ago? Right, and you lose them all. That's an unmitigated disaster, no question. But I think they did decently well. You're never going to get full value back on a superstar, but – I like when you at least get a player back that you can build around. And I think Mikhail Bridges is that player. And Cam Johnson, like you guys said, is certainly no slouch as well. They just are building a 3 and D wing factory over there, which you know you can flip into anything in this league. Is that like the biggest asset is to have a 3 and D player? I mean, could Bridges be Jalen Brown, you know, with, with a bigger role? Maybe. Or, you know, Walmart Jalen Brown? I mean, I mean, he already scored like 45 in one of his first games. Yeah. That's the thing, though. I think, was it? Kevin O'Connor mentioned, like, <laughs> it's funny to think about because the Nets kind of are built right now to be a superstar away from being yeah. a title contender, essentially. Yeah. Right. Like, if they had Kevin Durant, they'd easily, I think, be the favorite in the entire NBA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what Mikhail did with all the injuries in Phoenix this year, and I think he was averaging like 24 points per game or something over the month of January, right before the trade. Yeah. Like he's shown that he's improved so much as a scorer. We've always known he's one of the best, if not the best wing defenders in the NBA. Um, they, they have, I think a lot of promise and they have now a bunch of draft capital as well that they've acquired to be able to flip, uh, you know, the New York's one of those, markets where star players like to flock to Mm -hmm. Um, so I think they've set themselves up very well for the future with having to deal with three superstars demanding trades in in a span of 12 months I mean like you said it despite the disastrous nature of how this went down 
if you're a Nets fan, don't you feel better today than you did like at the start of this season? You're probably happier in the short term. I bet they loved like the first win that the Nets got. They're like, yeah, fuck those guys. Like we don't need right. them. I mean, yeah. you saw, yeah, you saw Kyrie leave, and then immediately you had your uh, rookie come in to start Cam Thomas and drop back to back to back forty point games. They didn't win all those games, but like that's exciting in and of itself. He's back into a bench role, unfortunately. But again, <laughs> they're just so they have so much uh, NBA bench level talent now that they could include in trades as well as draft capital to acquire, you know, the next, uh, the next superstar to demand out of wherever their current situation is that they, they could be a title contender now in the next two years. Nick, dare I ask you uh, if the current Nets team could win? Okay. Could at least be competitive in a first round series. I mean, I think, yeah. let's say they're against the heat, the Knicks, maybe. I think they can definitely be competitive. Um, I don't know that I would think they would win a first round series. Yeah, I don't think they would be competitive against like the top two, but anyone else maybe, right? Are they out of the plan at the moment? They right now they're, yeah, five. They're, they're five. Okay. They'd be playing, I think, yeah. the Cavs right now. That would be tough. Yeah, <laughs> that, that I don't see. Yeah. But at the same time, I was going to make the quick point that it's it's kind of funny. Like if you compare this team now, just like young wings that are exciting to watch and just kind of good vibes that the fans might be excited about to like, the same team they were what like four or five years ago. I know. Ago. Yeah. I actually, I actually think like they're in a better position. They are. Now they are. And they were then. Yeah. And they got like three or four years of like title hopes, right? And, yeah. And then now they just have even better assets, and they still have Spencer Dinwiddie, which they gave up like four years ago. So. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah. I mean, I like the position they're in. I, I think they could be fun to watch for a game or two, but I yeah. certainly would take them to lose. I agree. The first round. Yeah, they, they, they took a nice little KD Kyrie detour, and now they're back to good vibes only, baby. The problem is, right, is I don't think they're gaining any ground on right. any of the top four teams, which means they're only going to drop, which means <laughs> they're most likely opponents in the first round. They're like the Sixers, the Cavs, possibly the Bucks, right, or something like that. So, yeah. Or if the Knicks jump them, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're a little bit in no man's land right now, but I agree with y'all. Like, I think they've got some good pieces. The vibes are much better. And, I mean, they got swept in the first round last year. So, it's, like, yeah, not really, like, they're going that much further down the standings than they had been with the roller coaster ride of Kyrie and KD. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Kyle's point, too, about assets and, and just – the future like and how you feel if you're a fan as a bulls fan i feel better about their immediate future than i do about the bulls so and that says a lot considering i mean it, it's just it, it's the bulls not making any moves at the deadline and attributing that fact to the fact that kevin durant and Kyrie both left the east and then saying that the east is more wide open and immediately their first game after that deadline being against the Nets and losing when they didn't have Macau Bridges or Cam Thomas yet, or Cam Cam Johnson yet, is just Chef's kiss. And honestly, if they really didn't make a move because they thought the East was wide open, then that is not only a fireball offense; it's an arrestable offense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get into the main course. That was a little appetizer for for everyone just waking up in Belgium. 
uh, for if you don't know, Nick, we have one Belgian listener, so we mention it every podcast, and it might have, it might have just been Matt when he was on vacation. We're not sure. <laughs> might have uh, been. All right, international podcast. Here are the rules. Seth, you can correct me on anything I have wrong. Um, we are going to be drafting an eight-man team, and our goal is to win the finals this year. Uh, current injuries do exist, as well as injury history. For example. Kevin Durant is injured right now, but we can expect him back. Zion Williamson is injured, and we're not sure if he's going to be back by the playoffs. Um, and, for instance, I may be less likely to pick, like I said, Chris Paul, because he has a recent history of getting injured in the playoffs, and he's old, et cetera. Tipping your cap in a little bit. Uh, we have a budget, and the players are ranked by uh, dollar amount. So we have $24 each. Players are in tiers starting at $7 for the best players going all the way down to $2 and then $1 anyone else you want. You do get a dollar back if you draft Ben Simmons or Pat Bev, um, which I think is reasonable. Honestly, like that's, it might be a bargain. You know what Pat Bev does for your locker room? I can almost guarantee <laughs> Pat Bev will be picked. <laughs> uh, also, apparently we're automatically disqualified if we try to pick Kyrie Irving. So, so take it away. Anything else to add, Seth, about your game? Uh, no. Uh, well, I guess we could we could list off a couple just because I know our listeners can't hear our can't see our spreadsheet. So the seven dollar players are Giannis, Jokic, and Curry. Six dollar players we got the likes of Kevin Durant, Doncic, Tatum, Morant, Embiid, LeBron. So just to give you an idea of who the players are in the top couple tiers. And we'll just try to list out the prices as we draft. And the order of the draft is going to be a snake. And starting with Sam, then Nick, Kyle, and then myself at the back end of the snake. Now, I did randomize draft order myself and I got first pick. Haters will say <laughs> Um, All right. Well. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm going to take, um, okay. So I thought about this a lot throughout the day when I was supposed to be doing work. Uh, and I really thought, you know, if I'm going to get a one, the star of my team with the first pick, I think I want someone who has at least been to the finals before his personal preference. You know, I'd like to see them have done it. So for me, it was really between Giannis and Steph. Um, not that Jokic might not make it this year, like we just said, you know, but just to be safe. Um, and since Steph is injured right now, I'm just going to be safe and take Giannis. Fair. No reaction. <laughs> there, you can't go wrong with that, right? There's speech. I mean, he's the best player in the league right now, right? So you know. I'm, I'm, we're one pick in. I'm already scrambling. I got to completely redo my draft board now. I was going to say this is going exactly as they planned when he begged us before the pod for anyone to tell him who they're picking. Because I, I knew who the first two were. Nick's going to throw a Did you though? Yeah, let's see. Nick might take uh, – I wasn't I expecting you to say I've between been... Giannis and Curry, though. Yeah, so, Nick, Nick's going to take Ben Simmons first. I can feel it. I need the extra dollar. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I might be throwing a wrench into this, and I might be making a mistake. I'm going to take Jason Tatum at two. Oh, wow. well, you knew he wasn't making it back to you with Seth getting the turn. Exactly. And also, I mean, he's for those listening, he priced at six dollars instead of seven. So I'm saving a dollar for later. I think Jason Tatum is going to give me. I mean, especially with the finals experience he recently accrued, I think he's going to give me the most on both ends of the floor um, outside of Giannis. 
And so, yeah, I'll go with Tatum. And that might, I mean, Jokic is incredible, but that's what we're doing. Kyle is in shambles right now. (laughs) (laughs) I was really banking on Giannis and Jokic being gone at this point. Well, now Um, you can take Jokic if you want. You almost have too many choices now. (laughs) Now I'm just worried about my second pick because I'm going to be in another predicament because this is not going anywhere that I expected it to. Um, Holy shit. (laughs) Well, I didn't even have either of the other $7 players on my sheet because I just assumed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How did you assume all three $7 players? Well, I was skipping one of them. Okay. Yeah, Uh, obviously. Um, I'm just going to stick to the plan for now and see what the hell happens. So I'm going to take Kevin Durant with my first pick. Can't go wrong with that. We want finals experience. We got it. If Seth wants two $7 players back-to-back, he can now have them, neither of which can play defense. You know he hates that. That's why he thinks Anthony Davis is the most valuable player in the league because he can play defense. What can he? The man is going to have a paper cut in the first quarter. (laughs) I do not think Anthony Davis is the most valuable player in the league. Interesting. Okay. This is honestly a bar burner already. If we don't get Jokic falling before already. If we don't get featured on TikTok for this, I don't know what we'll get us there. Wow. How do we not have a TikTok account? I don't know. Shout out Belgium. See if we can get there. We should make Matt our content man. No way. He can't even spell. We mentioned Matt once a podcast, by the way, so in case you're wondering. I know Nick doesn't listen, but he loves to be a guest. <laughs> Big sport ball. <laughs> I'm just vamping right now while Seth takes 20 minutes to decide to take the two best players. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be what's going to happen. I mean, I'll just I'll just let everybody, the fans out there, in into my mindset and thought process here. So I, I feel like I definitely have to take Jokic. I think, you know, he's the best player left on the board. And I didn't think I would have the chance to draft him, to be honest. So I'm imagining having Jokic basically running the point running the half-court offense, at least, as he does. Can you imagine having Jokic and then Steph running off screens and Nikola finding him? No. For shots? And, like... Obviously, you know Kyle can't imagine things. Kyle can't see anything. Um, On the other hand, like, how much is it going to hamstring me to have spent $14 on only two players. Well, also, your biggest qualm with everyone else's team is always they don't have enough defense, and you're going to have, at the point of attack and at the rim, the worst defenders available for this price. Right. So... I'm inside of his head right now. <laughs> I don't know where the hell He's in his own head. <laughs> He's gonna go. I think you have uh, maybe 20 seconds to make the pick at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I often say that, especially when it's like an all-star team facing off another all-star team. I feel like you should value defense because you're having to defend world-class players. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, who who else am I going to draft then? If I haven't even thought about this this whole time, it's been two minutes. If I wanted to lean defense... Right. I could take Jokic and then I don't know, like okay, why don't you just take Jokic and then think about who you're taking next? Well, I, I'm, I'm just gonna take Jokic and stuff. 
Okay. There he's we go. not happy about it. Either. No, he's not. I can't wait to eviscerate his team. Oh, my God, dude. He'll have to take Anthony Davis now. He's the most well, his his next two players are going to be Pat Bevins. You passed on me, baby. <laughs> All right, Kyle. You know what you have to do. I don't, though. <laughs> um, because... No matter who I take next, I feel like the third player I was planning on taking, the way these have already shaken out, is not making it back to me in four picks. Um, so in that regard, I'm going classic Stogie Boy pick right here with a $5 player in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Mm. Give me someone that is – more than happy to not have to have the ball in his hand, share the ball, plays immaculate defense, and is probably the most improved player, could win the award. You know, he should have won it probably the last two years and should win it this year. Um, honestly, could be an MVP candidate if you ask the right person, which is me. You are the right person. Now, let me ask you this. Do you have any qualms about his only playoff experience? He played very poorly. No. Okay. Just Can I ask you, do you have any qualms about how long his name looks on the back of a jersey? Great question. No. Okay. Honestly, I wish it was longer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Maybe someday he'll have a son and name him Shay, and then he could have Gilgis Alexander Sr. on the back. <laughs> All right. Solid pick, Kyle. You got KD and Shay. Nick, what are you looking at? You have Tatum so far. So I actually did come into this with a bit of a strategy that I'm going to stick to. My original plan was to take Giannis at the two, but that obviously changed to Jason Tatum. But I'm going to stick with the rest of the plan. I will be coupon clipping at the beginning of this draft. Wow, Pat Bev. (laughs) If only. Um, No, I'll be coupon clipping. I will be saving money. Um, You just bought a house, folks. And I I do want to reiterate that I'm a Bulls fan because it might come across weird when I take Jalen Brown. As my second pick. Mm. I'm literally just building the Celtics roster. <laughs> He's taking the Jays. Derek White in round three. But Jalen Brown here is a $4 pick. And so I've spent 10 of my $24 and I have two of the best wings in the NBA who play on both sides of the court. So and have the chemistry. And they have the chemistry. Wow. Right? You know, I like that a decent amount, Nick. And I was actually considering Jalen with my next pick. So I'm a little upset wow. that he took him. Maybe he will. Maybe I was uh, in an attempt to appear unbiased i went too far the other way and was undervaluing celtics players clearly they backfired <laughs> he really got in his own head he did he's still <laughs> in his own head right now and i'm there too uh now for my next pick i already have Giannis. um i what i would like to add is a little shooting has no one taken stuff oh you did okay <laughs> so i think glad you're paying attention Giannis has only weakness is shooting as we know um I am thinking about Luca, but uh, how much spot up shooting is he going to do? And then his defensive liabilities, we know. And I'm not sure I'm getting the most out of Luca by having the ball in Giannis's hands. I think I'm going to go with Devin Booker because, in my eyes, he's like a way better version of Chris Middleton and he doesn't look like a fish. So mm-hmm. I feel like we've already seen that kind of like mid range three point shooter savant work so well with with Giannis, right? Obviously he won a championship with Chris. So I think this should just be an upgraded version of that. And Booker can sneaky play some very good defense. And to mention too, I feel like you saw this a little bit earlier in Booker's career, but I do think he has the potential to run a lot of 
offense like Middleton. Yeah, um, I agree. So I think that's a, that's a really good pairing. I like that. I like that pairing. You're on the clock again. Holy <laughs> shit. You know, I've never it's liked a- Seth and him. We're not prepared for this at all. They don't compare. I've never liked Seth. I was Snake. prepared. They don't have any legs. All right. Um, so, so Middleton? Oh. <laughs> so, so far, I, I have uh, spent $12. Okay. Um, I need a point guard and I need a center. Although Giannis, as we know, can play a little bit of center. Um, I think I'm going to go with, uh, how much is he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Drew Holiday. Uh, for, I believe he's listed at $3, which in my uh, opinion is a bargain. Um well, we know Drew can win a championship with Giannis since he already has, and he threw the most insane alley-oop that anyone's ever seen in the finals when he threw that that he didn't need to at all to Giannis, and he got fouled to clinch the win. Um, he's better than Chris Milton, in my opinion. He's already the second-best player on the Bucks. Are you going to say that about every player? He's <laughs> also better than Chris Milton. So I basically have the Bucks now except Booker instead of Milton, so I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. yeah to good. be very clear, when I said I had a strategy and you, you screwed it up by picking Giannis, my strategy was to take Giannis and Drew with the first my first two picks. But he took the, he took Jalen Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and said he likes to build the teams that are actually in the NBA. It's, I <laughs> Am mean, I going it's, Robert it's, Williams with my next? I don't think that's a question. I fancy with Mike Muscala. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, with my next pick, um, uh, I was going to go Drew Holiday. And I do have a pick, but I'm just don't want to make it because it's one of the more expensive players. But again, my team right now is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, two wings who can defend, who can score, and who can to some degree initiate offense. So I'm gonna pair him with the center and I'm gonna take Joel Embiid. Mm. Mm. And I now have three of the best defenders in the entire thing. That was my pick. That's who I was. God, honestly, if I didn't pick Shea and I picked Embiid, was Shea making it around to me? It sounds like he was. Probably. Yeah, probably. No, it's fine. Honestly, we're I love all of our teams so far. <laughs> There's a lot of good the players, players in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Pat Bev's still on the board. Pat Bev's still on the board. Harry Irving's still on the board. If I know one wants to just dip out of the draft early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going. <laughs> well, um, Embiid was gonna be my pick. Um, I was gonna you know, be top tier defensive and offensive, you know, but that is out the window. So now I need to try and think who I want for center. All my other players after Embiid were bargain, bargain players, obviously. Uh, and I just don't know if there's anyone, I don't want to rely on Anthony Davis. I don't think Zion's going to, you know, be back or fully healthy. And I also don't love that fit with, Kevin and Shay. Yeah, Zion's a tough bet right now, right? Oh, man. So I guess I'm going to go with a shooting guard, one of the best three-point shooters in the league, one of the best defenders in the league at the same point and the same way. And I'm going to take Desmond Bain for $3. I had my eye on him as well. Yep, yep. I had my eye on those biceps from a mile away. <laughs> Yeah, I like that pick. I think, you know, he's kind of in that middle tier cost at $3, but one of the 
one of the best three and D guys you can get. Okay, so it almost feels to me like the new Clay Thompson. Kind of, you know. I can see it. All right. Well, <clears throat> I had two seven dollar players, Jokic and Steph, to start off. So I'm gonna kind of get on the other side of the balance sheet here. And obviously get money Nick back. Took, Nick took two of my Celtics players. So I gotta make sure I get one of them. And it's kind of a no-brainer when you're a little bit lacking on defense. So I'm gonna take Marcus Smart for two dollars here. And then uh Marcus Smart. Hopefully that will alleviate some of my defensive concerns and obviously you can help kind of run the floor and uh still a competent three-point shooter mm-hmm. and then i think i'm going to take my favorite one dollar player mm. be the first one to take a one dollar player here okay. and that is josh giddy oh, i like that interesting a rookie, second year, sorry, a second year player. We're trying to trying to win the finals. No, no, fi- no playoffs experience. You think he's ready? Sure. <laughs> you're good. You're good with turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not going to be having as deep of a playmaking role as he has now because I have Jokic mostly doing the playmaking, but I think he's got versatile skills. Uh, as a passer, which is going to fit into my offensive strategy where we've got a lot of movements and you need smart players who can make good passes. Um, and he can score and shoot and defend decently. So the only and- thing is here, there are, oh, there's two things. I don't appreciate the amount of shooting that's going on on Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> and two, I don't know if you've been watching Thunder games recently, but if you pick Josh Giddy now, it's kind of written in stone that you have to pick Kenrich Williams at some point because they have one of the most immaculate two-men game, I'm pretty sure, in the NBA somehow. So with your next pick, I'll <laughs> announce it for you. And he's the Collison. He's like the locker room guy, you know? Seth, are you at all worried that you don't have a wing stopper yet? Or do you um, think Marcus will guard up for you? No, I mean – I, I considered getting a three and D guy. Um, I just, I had my eyes on Giddy and he was somebody who like, I knew I wanted as one of my $1 players. And I mm-hmm. feel like there's enough uh, wing stoppers in the league now where even if all three of you take a bunch before it comes back to me, there'll still be some options for me to take. So I just wanted to prioritize the person that I, would have been more disappointed if someone else had snagged him. Fair. I guess it's on me then. Um, I want to get a center. And the thing is, I don't think there's any center that I could really get that's fully stopping Embiid, that's fully stopping Jokic, obviously. But I want someone that does very well with rim protection, uh, both on the court and off, as well as can hit threes. Protecting the rim off the court. Think about <laughs> Someone's it. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> um, and in that regard, I'm going to take Miles Turner, the odometer himself. The odometer. For a nice $3. I like that. A little shooting, a little rim protection. 
All right. Nick, you're up. Okay. You have the Celtics plus Joel Embiid so far. I will say we were just looking at his screen, and I think he's thinking of picking Kenny Lofton Jr. with his next pick. <laughs> I mean, I was just looking – I was literally just looking at, okay, what's a competitive team in the West so I can look at their role players? Yeah. And, like, who might cost less? And I pulled up the Grizzlies roster, and my goodness, Kenneth Lofton Jr.'s picture from Louisiana. He was in the Rising Stars game, and he did not look like he should be in an NBA youth point. <laughs> he's sneaky, though. <laughs> How's he sneaky? You hear him coming a mile <laughs> All right. Point being. So I have Tatum and Brown and Embiid. I have defense. I have scoring. I don't have a lot of ball handling and a lot of um, initiating offense, but I'm going to take one more kind of mid-range cost player, and I'm just going to lock down all of the best 3 and D players, and I'm going to take Mikel Bridges. Mm. He was continuing my, my playoff and finals experience. I think I have enough of uh, sharing the ball, enough of people who can at least get their own shot. And I have an insane defensive lineup. So I'll take Mikel. Love that, honestly. Um, all right. Now, my main qualm with my team so far. So I have Giannis, Booker, and Drew. Uh, I feel a little light on three-point shooting. Obviously, Booker's a good shooter, but he takes less threes than you think, you know, doesn't he? Um, and I know the Bucs have always tried to, to surround Giannis with shooting. So I know one player I'm going to take for sure, but I don't want to see his name. I don't want to see his name in the fourth round. Um, I'm thinking about taking LeBron, to be honest. I don't know if that's, like, crazy because – That's ball handling. I know. I do feel like he could, like – I mean, obviously, he can play with another superstar – Anthony Davis, the most valuable player in the I league. I can't believe Luca has been drafted. I know, and also I'm just staring at Luca as well. It, yeah, I mean, like the prices play into that, obviously, but yeah. it also kind of tells you about like, I don't know. I, right, he can't he's really, not give you much on defense. He's and, not. Yeah, is if he going to fit with those other guys? That you got if you play? already have a superstar, it feels like Luca is a tougher fit, right, than some other players. You know, so if you've already taken a different superstar, I don't know quite how he might fit in. I have an interesting question because you said you were considering LeBron. I'm, I'm like, honestly curious if LeBron were on like a competitive team this year and he was going to be going deep in the playoffs. Uh, what do you think he can still give you on the defensive side? I think he can dial it in like for the playoffs. I think he, he can still give, you know, I certainly not at his peak, but could he give 80% of his peak for the whole playoff run? That's what I would be worried about if I was drafting for sure. You know? Um, and also if I draft him at like $21 and we only have 24, so that is pretty close to budget. Quick maths. <laughs> I would have to probably take Ben Simmons or just take Kyrie and leave after six players. So I don't think I'm going to be able to take LeBron, unfortunately. Um, oh, man, it's just tough. This didn't go any way that I expected it to go. Um, Your budget just goes so much quicker than you think it will. All right. God, am I going to do it? All right, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to take Anthony Edwards because mm. – I knew he was going to do it. I was thinking about taking um, Andrew Wiggins for, like, a kind of a big wing, you know, who can shoot. But if I'm going to do that – himself this year. Right, and if I'm going to do that, why not just take Anthony Edwards, who is better? Now, of course, he's very, very young, right? He got his first taste of playoff experience, and he was awesome. Um, and I think, you know, fitting in with this veteran team of players that have been to the finals before, I think – We'll, we'll have to take it easy on um, – what does he say he loves you, like chicken wings or something? But, 
you know, I think I think he'll lock in. I think he'll lock in for the playoff run with this team of veterans. You know, I'm hoping I can count on that. And you know that he can develop a relationship quick with Devin Booker by playing video games together. See, we're gonna we're not going out at night. This playoff run, we're staying in and playing video games. All right, and eating wings. <laughs> Maybe he's got to have greasy controllers, dude. He's 23. He can eat all the wings he wants. So now I need one more player in my starting lineup. He'll be uh, a one dollar player named Kevin Herter. Because fuck you, dude. He was my first pick. one dollar pick. He was gonna be great. God pick. damn. Obviously, like I said, I'm star for shooting. Sniped on Kevin Herter of all people. Kevin Herter is basically the best shooter in the league these days, and he's he's sneakily six eight. Like I feel like people don't realize he can hold up on the defensive end. So I really don't think he's going to be defensive liability like other shooters might be. And we've seen this year, right, with an increased role in the Kings, him and Sabonis, and be great. yeah, I, mean, I love just, watching the Kings, dude. I love watching. Honestly, their entire starting. Five is so great. So fun. And I think my team will just be so fun to watch with, with red velvet and ant on it. So I think, I think I'd be, you know, happy cheering for those players too. I'll be playing my home games in Seattle, by the way. I don't know about, about you guys, but I want to give the city, you know, another team. Respect. All right. So I guess I am up again and I need, at this point, I do need some amount of ball, but I'm down to $5 and I have four spots to fill. And I don't think I want to use, you know, a $2 bid here. While, this. while Nick is still thinking, to respond to Sam's pick of Kevin Herter, I yeah. was also on my list. And uh, former Kevin. Kwame Brown um, yeah. Current traded, traded to Kyle. That's been great. Love it. Has he been slumping for you, Kyle? It looks like he's uh, it's, uh, he had two really good games once you traded him. To me, he slumped for about a week and a half, and uh, about the couple, like three games before the All Star game, he was back back on the wagon. So he's back on it. Because I thought he was going to be, I thought he was going to be top of the league in in three point field goal percentage, but he's like thirty ninth. Slumped. Yeah, yeah. He he started slumping, so he, he's, he's back on. Them, like I said, once we get him in the locker room around our guys, though, I have no I have no problem thinking he's going to go right up back to forty five percent. All right, so I've made my choice for a $1 point guard. Kevin Love. It's not Kevin Love, (laughs) shockingly, because he's $2. Somehow Kevin Love is $2. Kevin Love is $2. That was uh, a relic from when we did like four years ago. The Cleveland Cavaliers just bought him out and it didn't cost $2. All right, with $1 for my starting point guard to win the finals, I will be taking Mike Conley. Mm, so better in um, presence that I he can still play and while he's not great on the defensive side at this point I'm putting him with Tatum Brown and Bede and Mikel Bridges so and you know what's sneaky is like people don't realize they're left-handed and you can go by them sometimes you know the left hand always gets in there always gets in so why mine was so good all right well I think this next pick is easy for me as you can see I, I'm going hardcore offense but also very defensive minded at the same time. I'm really trying to be balanced about this. Um, and I don't think that, uh, or I think my next pick sticks in that mold. Um, so give me that, that boy from the North, Scotty Barnes. Oh, for a cool $2. I love, you know, I love my boy, Scotty. Now, are you all worried about a, a slight sophomore slump he's been having? 
No, because I mean, look who's around him. He's got Shea, Bain, and Kevin Durant around him. So he's he's honestly more there for the defense. Yeah. But at the same time, if any of those other guys are off the floor, I'm confident in Scotty also, you know, putting up the offense that's needed. Yeah. And he's just on such a weird team now. Yeah, he like really is. A bunch of people just exactly like him. You know, I think he'll fit better on your team. That's exactly what I was going to say. You said, like, do you have concern about the sophomore slump? I don't know how some, a player like that finds their place in the NBA when they're playing with players who fill the exact same role. Exactly. Yeah. When Van Vliet's out there shooting 20 plus shots a night on 22% field goal, Siakam doing the same thing at a much better efficiency. But I mean, there's just like, there's not enough shots right. for him, but at the same time, we've seen him be able to, to do that when given the opportunity, when those players have been injured as much as they have. So. Yeah. And I think if they want to develop Scotty as like, a ball handler, which it doesn't seem like they do right now, but yeah. I think that would have been the smart thing to do. Right? That's what he seemed to be able to do as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do think they're doing a bit of a disservice by how much Van Vliet has the ball and he just doesn't get the right. reps. Yeah. I mean, I was really hoping for either Siakam or Van Vliet to be traded at the deadline as they were rumored to, to see what both him and OG with a little bit of an expanded role. So, you know, yeah, I, I love the fit though with the rest of my, to round out my starting five. I like that. I like that. Seth for back to back. He's not prepared. Give him another Sorry, ten uh, minutes. He might come up with his pick. He's watching replays of the Seth. after <laughs> after your next pick, Seth. Let's go over how much we've all spent on our starting five and have for our three bench spots. Good idea. Yeah, good idea. And forgive me if I'm not fully ready. I mean, I've I'm I'm on my way to making my pick, but I have been keeping pick. track of who's picked two, crossing out the players that have already been picked, adding up everybody's. Uh, how much like spent so far? I would like a trophy. So like a trophy. Job? <laughs> Since when is this my job? Uh, okay, so all right, I think I'm gonna. Um, I don't know if the first five players that I pick are actually gonna be my starting lineup, sure. uh, but I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, I think with my next pick, I'm gonna take. I'm going to spend $2 on <laughs> drum roll, please. I'm going to spend $2 on Brooke Lopez. Nice. I was thinking about getting him to put the band back together, so to speak. Yeah. The Bucks with, the, with that. Someone better than Milwaukee big three. <laughs> so I, I like having oh, wow. uh the way that Brooke and Giannis play together, right? Being able to do that with Jokic and have some rim protection um, along with Jokic in the lineup. And that way, if I'm playing against an Embiid or a Giannis or some of those bigger players, I have the option of putting Lopez on them for rim protection or just for Lopez to roam over and protect the rim. Um, even if Jokic is the primary defender on the big, and then obviously Brooke can can still spread the floor and and shoot from three at a high pace, so I'm not losing anything on offense. So after five players, all of us have spent nineteen dollars, except Nick has spent twenty. I throw yeah. cash around. Sam, do you want to read out the lineups? Our starting five as it is right now, while I decide who my next pick is going to be. I would love to. Currently, my starting five is Giannis at the five, uh, 
Anthony Edwards at the four, Devin Booker at the three, Drew Holiday uh, at the one, I guess, and then Kevin Herter at the two. Uh, Nick has Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on the wings and beat at center. Um, Mikhail Bridges at the three and then Mike Conley at point guard. Kyle has Kevin Durant uh, at his positionless position. Uh, Shea Gilders, Alexander running the show. He has Desmond Bain on the wing, Miles Turner protecting the rim for him. And then Scotty Barnes is his four or three, maybe. Right. Seth has Nikola Jokic and Steph Curry uh, as his point guard and center. Marcus Smart, Josh Giddy rounding out the wings. And then Brooke Lopez as his other center who we might not start. Giddy's holding down the starting spot, though, it sounds like. And there's no way he's ready after all that to pick. I'm ready. Um, I don't have any players on the same team in real life yet. And Mm. I do like that idea of of building that chemistry. Um, And I need a large wing defender who can also play some offense and has shown that he's really good offensively matched up with Jokic because he cuts and he crashes the boards and Jokic can find him. So give me Aaron Gordon for $2. I like that a lot. I was, so when Seth originally made this sheet, Aaron Gordon wasn't high. And I was like, Oh my God, I can get Aaron Gordon for $1. I'm definitely doing that. And then unfortunately before we started, he added him to the $2. So not as much value, but still a value. I think. I had that exact same thought about a minute ago when I Googled the Nuggets roster. And also, if you ever look, Aaron Gordon's picture on Google, it looks like he just smoked a huge blunt. Aaron's chilling, for sure. So that's good to have in your locker room, Seth. Just a, you know, a chill guy, good for morale. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's a great That's a great fit. He's He was a borderline all-star this year, honestly. He's been great. I feel like a lot of everyone outside of Jokic is kind of being – overlooked in regards to how they're playing this year. Like, I feel like um, Jamal Murray is kind of back to being Jamal Murray yeah. that we've known and no one's saying anything about it for the most part. We're too scared to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Porter Jr. is really bought into that role that we kind of expected him to be in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's one of the reasons, right, that I think outside of Jokic, we still think that Denver is – I know, one of those yeah. best options to come out of the West. That's why it makes me so sad that the Suns got KD. I mean, it's exciting, but for Jokic, like this was probably his best chance he's had so far. I'm going to spoil things and say that Nick's looking at Harry B's on uh, his computer right now. Just one of them specifically. <laughs> um, and with my next pick, um, I was going to go with a dollar player, but I think uh, he might still make it around to me. Um, Dennis so, Schroeder? Don't tempt me. Uh, no, I'm going to go with a $2 player here. Um, I love the energy that he's going to bring. Um, should have probably won the three-point contest this year. Give me Buddy Heald. Mm. Love to have a shooter off the bench like that. Love, you love an overplay, don't you? Now, I will tell you, I will warn you that I read the other day that Buddy Heald has played the uh, most games in NBA history without ever making the playoffs. Take but- off my team right now. <laughs> But that's because he hasn't made your team yet. So, and he's going to, he's probably going to do it this year with the Kings, knock on wood. But he feels not with the Kings. Oh, yeah. So you're right. He's not going to make. Oh, that's so sad. The Pacers are, they're on track to make it right now. Okay. To be clear, you do run a basketball podcast, right? (laughs) No. Uh, Excuse me. It could be any sports with balls. We're too spread out. All right. Nick, who do you take with your next pick? Well, contrary to what Kevin or uh, Kevin Kevin (laughs) O'Connor, I'll take high. 
contrary to what Kevin O'Connor just broke on Twitter, I am not picking Harrison Barnes with my next pick. <laughs> Even to learn his Twitter. Um, Lowe's has been breaking these picks right before we take them. Well, to be, to be clear, I mean, this the list that Seth made doesn't have the $1 players, right? So basically yeah. what I'm doing at this point in the draft with the budget that I have is just Googling every NBA <laughs> roster and trying to find people who aren't on his list. Right. So anyway, to follow that up, I'm going to take my last $2 player because then I only have enough for $1 players. But at this point... I have uh, Con- Mike Conley as my starting point guard. And I said that was okay because he de- we don't need to play uh, defense with him when he has the lineup around him that uh, we have. So I'm going to bring some, some more playmaking, scoring, and a little bit more defense off the bench. And I'm going to take my third Celtic and take Mal- Malcolm Brogdon for $2. Love that. Also, Wahoo Wah, uh, he went to Virginia and mm. UVA rules. Honestly, I would just start Brogdon over Conley at this point. Well, we can talk about that. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Make sure it doesn't affect the locker room. Right. I mean, at the end of this, we have to go through and just confirm our starting fives anyway. So. All right. Um, that was a good pick, I believe, Nick. Um, for myself, I, I am currently starting Giannis at the five, but that is not sustainable for him to play the five for an entire playoff run. So I need a center. I need someone who can uh, shoot threes so they can play center along with Giannis on the court. And I need someone who can hold up and center by themselves for a few minutes themselves. Robin Lopez. So I'm going to take Al Horford. <laughs> uh, we might take every player on the Celtics. Uh, I think Al and Giannis, if they're playing together, can fit like Robin, Robert Williams and Al Horford, where Al can kind of defend the big guy. And <laughs> Rick Lopez. No, no, I'm talking about Robert Williams and Al Horford. Time Lord, as he's colloquially known. Robin Lopez. Um, so, you know, on the Celtics, they had that genius thing where they had Al Horford on the center and they would have Time Lord help on a four three-point shooter. I can do the same thing with Giannis and Al, so I think that could work pretty well. Uh, throw, um, this, throw this out there, too. Al Horford is essentially has the same strengths and weaknesses, I would argue, or similar, at least, that Brooke Lopez does. So right. I'm going to put that with Drew and Giannis, and that's already been proven to win the finals. Exactly. I did want Brooke, but Seth already took him, so I'm taking like Walmart Brooke a little bit, you know, but it's okay. Um, so now I just kind of need a bench player. Um, I'm looking around, and I, I got to say I don't, like, love what I see. I can take one more $2 player, so I think I might go ahead and do that. Um, you can never have too much 3 and D, and really I don't have that much right now, to be honest. So um, it's time for, for either Wiggins or Jeremy Grant, and I'm just going to hope that Wiggins – can come back to himself. I mean, he was the second best player on a finals team last year, which I think we were all pretty flabbergasted to see. Um, so I'm going to take him off the bench and just hope that he continues to recover from his injury the rest of this year and returns to his shooting form from last year. Remember when he was traded for D'Angelo Russell in a first round pick? Yeah, that was at the time. I felt like everyone felt like they loved that too for the Timberwolves. And it's like, mm. it's just because he was friends with Carl, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who was not even snipped in this discussion, <laughs> by the way. So, you know, if Wiggins needs to be my second best player, so be it. And we're on the Nick. All right. So I have, what, uh, two spots left to fill and $2 left to do it. I could take Pat Bev and have $3. And, and, $3 and <laughs> that is tempting. But I've been looking at role players, and I think there's people who would fit well on this team. I have Conley and I have Brogdon, so I think I have playmaking enough 
And so I'm going to take someone who in this exercise, the one thing that I don't think we have to consider because it just wouldn't make any sense in this context is their contracts. Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to take Tobias Harris mm. because I think every time people talk about him, disgusting. they talk about how his contract is a bad deal. Yeah. It's but terrible. that doesn't come into play here. And he is a great overall player on both sides of the ball and he has chemistry with Embiid. So Tobias Harris. Nice. And you're going to have to get uh, Boban Marjanovic, too, so you can get Toby and Bobby back together. Oh, my God. <laughs> get our own podcast going again. All right. I think I'm at uh, $21. Two players left to go. So I'm thinking here I'd probably take my last $2 player. Um, and I, I, I'm thinking I'm going to take a center just to have a center come off the bench. Um, I like the shooting options that I already have, so I'm not really too worried about that. So in that regard, coming off the bench to be my backup center, I'm going to go with Jared Allen. I love Jared. Can you share with the listeners what he was, what he said about Kevin Love when he was asked if he knew that he was going to get bought up? Yeah, certainly. Uh, so <laughs> when asked, once he found out, um, if he knew that Kevin Love asked for the buyout, right, before he left Philly after their last game before the All-Star break, Jarrett came back and said, you know what? I was told he was going for milk and cigarettes, and he just never came back. See, that's, so we need that in the locker room. You just need, you need jokes flying if you're going to make it all the way to the finals. You know what I mean? You need someone to keep it light. I like that. I like that. I mean, he's – He's honestly better than Miles Turner, I feel like, at scoring, right? He's better well, Miles, I like at everything Miles but shooting. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like that. And he's used to playing right next to another seven-footer. Right. So. That's true. Very true. Honestly, Turner and Allen would be a good fit together. They'd be great, I think. Yeah. Your last two, Seth. All right. So I have $21 spent, which means I can take a $2 player and a $1 player. Or two one dollar players and have a dollar to keep with me, or a McChicky, or take Ben Simmons and Pat Bev and have three dollars. Now that's drive. really what a McChicky costs these days. So yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> McDonald's sucks. So, gosh, it's hard to think. So some of the two dollar players who are left. Boyan Bogdanovich. Well, two-dollar players are too good to be like a bench player, almost like they don't fit like a role Christian as well. <laughs> Christian Wood, um, Jeremy Grant, DeAndre Ayton. He's got Finals experience, but do I need another big when I have Brook Lopez and Jokic already? Um, Cade, but obviously he's injured still. We've got Golden State people I could match up with Steph, with Poole and Draymond. But I think ultimately I'm going to go with a German boy named Franz. Dennis, oh. Uh, man, I was going to pick him next. I was going to say Dennis Schroeder. I honestly almost, I almost feel like he's like the best player available left or like – I don't know. No, Luke is still on the board. So <laughs> I mean, I mean, we can score. The statement stations. I mean, the $2 players, you know, like, I mean, obviously he's young, but he's just going to be getting better, you know? I mean, I don't know. Like, he's he's better than most of those players, right? That are $2. Certainly Probably better not than Lomelo. Certainly better than Kevin Love. 
certainly better than Rudy Gobert. Can you imagine? No. I like that, Seth. He's a good connector off the bench, you know? Thank you. Yeah. I think um, between, like, between Franz and Giddy, I have a lot of kind of secondary playmaking yeah. uh, beyond Jokic. And... I've always said that Franz gets me Giddy anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think I still have plenty of shooting and defense. So, um, so I've got one more pick to go. Uh, and I really think I need to get a three and D guy wing. Um, I've been trying to decide who is the best three and D wing left. And this player who I'm going to take, uh, is not somebody who's a proven finals player, but you know, that's what I've got stuff for. So I think I'm going to take Devin Vassell. Yeah, I knew that's what you were going to say. Really? He's good. Yeah. You know me so I actually well. saw him play during the preseason in San Antonio, live and in person, and he jumped off the court. It's just by far the best player on the court. Yeah, I think we all thought going into this season that Keldon Johnson would be their best player, but it's been Devin. Yeah, he's shooting 40% from three this year. Um, he is averaging 19 points a game. He's obviously really young. He's 22. Um, he's six, five. So he's, he's not maybe a, a big wing, but he's a big guard and plays really good defense. So I like having him on my team, a little bit of young playmaking athleticism and uh knockdown shooter. So that will round out my roster. I like that. To uh, if I may, real quick, to comment to you on um, on your last two picks. One thing that's kind of fun about this, actually, I feel like, is just thinking about these guys in the context of a really competitive, like meaningful basketball. Yeah. And so Seth's team, right? He has he has Josh Giddy, Franz Wagner, and Devin Vassell. Those are three guys who, like, I don't think have had the chance to play meaningful basketball really yet. But they will be so much fun to watch. Like they just feel like winners already. Devin's right? like really do young guys in the league. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got the confidence to play in a final scene right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and so we just thrust them into this environment where we think they're going to excel. So that gives me my last pick. I think I have a dollar left. I kind of uh, screwed myself a little bit because my $1 player I was planning on going with, I wasn't planning necessarily to go with Jarrett Allen with my previous pick, and I was going to take Walker Kessler as my dollar pick and have another shooter or point guard or something from the $2 range, but I didn't really love anyone I saw. So that's why I had to go with Jarrett. Um, so with my last pick, um, and can someone correct me if I'm wrong, Derek White isn't in any of these tiers, right? He's a dollar player. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Derek White. I will throw out there, he was on Seth's secret draft targets, which included Peyton Pritchard, Luke Cornett, and Sam Hauser. Uh, none of which Seth took. So many lies will be told. Again, you know, talking about finals experience, we had that last year. I think we saw, uh, you know, before the All-Star break too, uh, Derek White took on a much larger role with the Celtics and ex- just completely excelled, kind of doing absolutely everything you'd want from – uh, someone running the show. So if I'm forced to have, uh, you know, a lineup of like Derek White, Buddy Heel, Jared Allen, 
Scotty Barnes and Desmond Bain out there, I feel extremely confident in Derek running that show while Kevin Durant and Shea and, you know, Miles are on the bench. Love it. And you can't get a forehead bigger than that. That's true. <laughs> that's that's part of his good defense. Yeah, I think so. You too. can't shoot over it. No, how could you? You're staring at it. I do, love, I, I do love Derek White, and I, I considered picking him with my last pick, but he's just so streaky where it's like you watch and you watch the first five minutes and you're like, oh, this is a Derek White game today. Or it's like, oh, God, he can't make anything. So, I, I mean, think I can hide that a little bit, though, with him coming off the bench. Obviously, your eighth guy. he's your eighth man. Like, if he can't make anything, then you put Kevin Durant back in, you know. Right. It's yeah. not in, in, a very, in a very real context, Seth, that relates to your team going <laughs> into the uh, – not your team in this exercise, sorry. I mean the actual Celtics IRL. When I am watching a Celtics game and I think to myself, oh, it's the Derek White game, they're probably losing that game. So <laughs> I, I feel like that's just important. You know what I mean? Like, I understand what you mean, that he's, you know, he's hot and he's cold and you just hope he has a good game. But if he's the the primary one for the Celtics, yeah. I feel like they're losing that game. Yeah. So I'm criticizing Kyle's pick. How dare you? I, I, I like the pick, but... Okay, so my last pick, I have $1 remaining, so I got to go with players who aren't on the list. As Kyle alluded to earlier, I was looking at Harrison Barnes, Harry B, for my last spot. I do think with his finals experience, he's, uh, he's valuable. I also looked at Walker Kessler because sometimes I feel like you need a little bit of a rookie energy on your team, and he's solid as hell. But with my last pick for $1, I'm going to back up Embiid and give him a solid center, and I'm going to pick Wendell Carter Jr., Mm, I really miss him. Currently shooting, let's see, I think it was 37% from three this year. He also is just solid defensively and I think will fit into any lineup and uh, be a good backup for Embiid. I like that. All right, Mr. Irrelevant. Um, I have one pick left and I have $2. Uh I need a little juice off the bench. So far off the bench, I have Al and Wiggins, who are kind of like my defense guys. I mean, Al did score, what, 30 points in a playoff game last year, but I can't expect that too often. Um, I'm really between Tyler Hero and Paulo Bancaro. So I fully expect Paulo Bancaro to be much better than Tyler Hero eventually especially on the defensive end. I'm not really sure if he's much better on the defensive end right now and he can't shoot. He's so good, man. But I, I don't know. For this construction. I mean, what are you looking for? What do you feel like your team needs more? I need a little juice. I need a little stank face. You know what I mean? That's why I think I have to go Tyler Hero, who famously gave the stank face in the finals. You know, he's been there before. So give me Tyler Hero. I mean, he's got a rap song about him. Exactly. I mean, I don't have, I just need some scoring off the bench. And I just don't know if Paul's going to hit enough threes for me. All right, well, it looks like that is it for our draft. Let's go over the teams and tell everyone why we hate each other's teams. Uh, so my team is looking like we got Giannis at the five starting, uh, Booker and Anthony Edwards on the wings, as well as Kevin Herter, the red velvet, Drew Holiday at the point guard. Coming off the bench and maybe starting some games for us, we have Al Horford as our four or five, and then we have Andrew Wiggins and Tyler Hero. Nick has Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown basically the Celtics. 
uh, with Joel Embiid at center, who some say is better than Time Lord, so that's a good upgrade. <laughs> he has Mikhail Bridges at the three, and he has Mike Conley at point guard. His point guard off the bench, Malcolm Brogdon, could start a few games for him. He's going to figure that out. Uh, and he has Tobias Harris and Wendell Carter Jr. as his glue guys off the bench there. Kyle has Kevin Durant. You may have heard of him. Uh, Shea Gilders-Alexander running the point. Desmond Bain and Scotty Barnes on the wing and Miles Turner holding down the rim. He's got Buddy Heald off the bench, Jared Allen the fro, and Derek White with his forehead as well. I would like to say I also have the previous play connection between Kevin Durant and Jared Allen when oh. push comes to shove. And if you think about it, if you add up Derek White's forehead and Jared Allen's hair, that's got to be the that's got to be the biggest hair forehead combo in the league, right? <laughs> <laughs> that can't be overlooked. You might have already hit on this too, but I think would you would you start Jared Allen in that lineup over Miles Turner? I feel like the shooting off the bench. Yeah, I might have to honestly. I think it would be hard. It has to. It comes up, you know, whatever gets shown in practice is what we're basing our lineup. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think you got to keep Jared and Scotty apart because they both can't shoot, and then maybe Heald and Jared play together. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Seth has Jokic at center, and Stephen Curry. You may have heard him as his point guard. He has Marcus Smart at the two. Josh Giddy on the wing, and then Brooke Lopez is his other center. He might start Aaron Gordon, who's coming off the bench, or Franz Wagner even, two wings coming off the bench. And he also has young player Devin Vassell as his 3-and-D player off the bench. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you all think my best starting lineup would be? I'm thinking I have Smart and Curry as my starting guards for sure. Yeah. And then I think I got to start Aaron Gordon at the wing for more defense. Obviously, Jokic is starting. So do I go big and start Brooke Lopez and have some rim protection in the starting lineup and then risk that Jokic is like guarding a wing? Or do I just start Giddy as another wing with Aaron Gordon? Um, I would just start Giddy and Gordon, yeah. Yeah. I would actually I would actually go Steph and Smart in the backcourt. You put uh Gordon at the four, um, Jokic obviously at the five, and then Wagner. I think that's your best starting five. But because yeah. I think Wagner still enables you to move the ball with Steph and Jokic. Um, and obviously Giddy would too, but Wagner can help you give some size and sure up the defensive end a little bit. I I worry about the defensive end. I mean, Wagner's a good defender, but Gordon's got a little more more oomph to him, you know. No, I, mean? I was saying Gordon and Gordon oh, okay. He's taking and then Giddy you bring Giddy off the bench as your playmaker on the second unit. Yeah, I like that. I like that a decent amount. Yeah, I think um, I, I would just see how it looks in practice, see what the chemistry is like, and whoever wins out the spot between Franz and Giddy can have it. That's my plan. That's fair. Who would, uh, everyone say who your favorite team is besides their own. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see here. I do like I do like them all. This is my probably most that would be my pick outside of my team. Nice. Not to flatter me like that. Uh, I think for me it would be uh, I like everyone's team. I would note that Sam's team doesn't have a good true center. Right. I don't I mean that may not be a problem because you have Giannis and and Al Warford through the making guard up, but at the same time. That's why I think Brooke would have been perfect uh, if Seth hadn't stolen him. You know, I thought about taking Aiden, but I really think I just need a shooting center if I'm going to have Giannis, you know what I mean? So, uh, I guess Seth is my favorite just because he had Jokic and Steph. I mean, those are two of my favorite players in the league. So, but I, I don't love what he did with getting those fours. 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I feel, feel like I, I feel like if you could if we could redo that for you, <laughs> if you allow us, sure. I think we keep the connection with the Denver players, and I would have loved Bruce Brown in the Josh Giddy style. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, Bruce Brown is just worse than Josh Giddy, though. Offensively, maybe, but I think he's better defensive. Yeah. So you don't need the offense. Yeah. I think you also have Steph and Jokic. You can kind of fill that by making multiples. But I will say, Josh Giddy, again, he gives you that, that um, the ball handling and the decision making off the, off the bench. But he also, by decision making, I do mean tournaments and a lot of tournaments. I do think that like Josh Giddy would be a perfect fit on the Warriors, which kind of makes it like, you know, it makes a lot of sense to have him with Steph. I'm just not sure if the value is quite there at that stage, but I, I do like your team a lot. Yeah. I think we all do great. Yeah, I like all the teams. Obviously, I feel a lot of allegiance towards Nick because he has three Celtics on his team. <laughs> and it, it's right. basically like if you had the Celtics and then you added in Embiid and Mikhail Bridges, which I feel like is an incredible recipe for success. But I mean, all of our teams are like obviously better than any real NBA team because there's only four of us here. Um, it's almost like I'm admitting that I think the Celtics are going to win the title this year. Damn right. <laughs> I'd like to say, looking at the last time we did this, mm. I really glowed up. My previous oh my roster God. the last time disgusting. we did this, it was somehow didn't get drafted. Really crazy to think about. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Fred Van Vliet, and then here's where we get down to it, baby. Robert Covington, Dennis Schroeder, who was $2 at the time. <laughs> Shout out to Benny. Uh, Jeremy Grant, he's blown up a bit, though. Good for him. And Warren Drogic for a dollar. Trying to change I mean, this was to win the finals that year. So that, that you know, you were, age well, you were basically doing what I did with the Celtics, but you were just getting it with the heat of Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I would just like to shout out that I picked Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum yet again. Oh, oh my God. So yeah. I am very surprised you didn't pick Sabonis in this. I feel like he could fit a lot of our teams very well. Yeah. I didn't think about him. I think he was, just, I mean, he was just too high to pick. He's four dollars. It's tough to play Sabonis yeah. with a lot of the stars he played because a lot of them need to be surrounded by shooting. Uh, and he, he's not a shooter, especially with someone like Yannick, right? We can pick LeBron either or job. Really- I just didn't have the money for it. You know, if I had picked LeBron, I had to pick Pat Bev. And- we already saw that they didn't work together. So I think <laughs> it's a, another interesting thing about this exercise is that it does tell you, like, right? So if you want to center a team around a John Moran or LeBron James, like singular talents, that, that works in the real NBA. I think when you are picking the best of the best and you're trying to win a title, you do want, like, if I'm going to pick a $6 player, I want a player who can do multiple things. Yeah. Right. Because a player at that cost, like all of them can do something really well. So if you can get someone who can do multiple things really well, and then you can fill that back end for specific roles. And so someone like John Moran, I don't know that he fills that role across yeah. the board as well as someone say Jason Tatum is the same right? And yeah, that's right. why I think you end up with John Moran or Luca who didn't get picked. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You, you need someone to fit with your first star, so. Real question is, who's putting this in 2K and then random uh, having an auto play so we can find out who truly had the best team? Yeah, when my team wins, that's it. throwing that out there. I don't know. Man, it would be tough. What a semifinals this would be. Huh? I, I really <laughs> like all of our teams. I think we should actually do this. I, yeah. Didn't we try to do that last time? Yeah, someone can figure it out. 
I think he's looking at me, but he should be looking at Seth. Uh, Seth, right. I'm the only one who doesn't play video games. Well, you won Xbox for a batch of bagels, so you should know what to do with it. <laughs> All right, well, this has been a lot of fun. I hope the listeners enjoyed it, especially our friends in Belgium and Matt. Those are the only listeners we have. So, um, Nick, how was your second appearance on Sportball? Yeah, it was great to be back. It was, it was a good time. I hope to come back more. And uh, I don't know, this is kind of fun. Maybe I'll start listening to your podcast. We'll see. Not a chance. Uh, all right, Kyle, send up the listeners with something. You know what they like to hear. Beans, beans, the musical fruit. The more you eat, the better you feel. <laughs>